Welcome to Life Point. Pastor Tom is out this week, and Pastor Gary Moore will be sharing with us. May God bless your day. Here's Pastor Gary. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be able to sit in for Pastor Tom this week. I want to talk about a topic that doesn't get a lot of discussion from many people, and that is boundaries in marriage. 21 years ago, Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend published their book, Boundaries in Marriage. Much of what I'll be sharing is taken from that study. You know, marriage is first and foremost about love. It is bound together by the care, need, companionship, and values of two people which can overcome hurt, immaturity, and selfishness to form something better than what each person alone can produce. Yet we all know, love is not enough. The marriage relationship needs other ingredients to grow and thrive. Two of those ingredients are freedom and responsibility. When people are free to disagree, they are free to love. When they are not free, they live in fear, and love dies. 1 John 4.18 says, Perfect love drives out fear. And when two people together take responsibility to do what is best for the marriage, love can grow. When they do not, one takes too much responsibility and resents it. The other does not take on enough and becomes self-centered or controlling. Freedom and responsibility problems in a marriage will cause love to struggle. Like a plant without good soil, the marriage relationship will struggle in an unfriendly environment. Boundaries in marriage are fundamentally about love. Think of it as providing a better environment for developing love, one of freedom and responsibility. This is where boundaries or personal property lines come in. They promote love by protecting individuals. Many couples' personal and spiritual conflicts have to do with a lack of structure and boundaries. They couldn't say no to controlling or irresponsible people, and so they were always controlled by others' demands on them. Character is key here. When people grow in character, they grow in the ability to set and receive boundaries in their marriage, and they mature. When they resist hearing the word no, they remain immature. Many people believe that as we humans grow up physically, we automatically grow up emotionally as well. But that's simply not true. Age is a necessary but insufficient requirement for growing up. There are immature old people, and there are appropriately mature young people. Our looking at boundaries is not about fixing, changing, or punishing your mate. If you aren't in control of yourself, the solution is not learning to control someone else. The solution is learning self-control, which is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit given to us in Galatians 5.23. So don't look at our time together these next few days as a way to make someone else grow up. It is more about taking ownership of your own life so that you are protected and you can love and protect your spouse without enabling or rescuing him or her. The issues are different for many couples, but the perplexity is often the same. One spouse feels something is missing, but she can't figure out what it is. She tries to do the right things. She gives, sacrifices, honors the commitment, and believes the best. 
and yet she doesn't achieve intimacy, or worse than that, she doesn't avoid pain. In some cases, the confusion hides itself behind the simplistic explanations that problems such as addiction, irresponsibility, control, or abuse provide. If he just weren't so controlling, or if she would just stop spending, partners think that they can explain why their relationship lacks intimacy by the presence of the problem. They are surprised to find that even when the problem goes away, the person with whom they can't connect or find love remains. In other cases, there may be no problems, but the marriage does not live up to the promise that one or both of the partners had in the beginning. Commitment may be strong, but love, intimacy, and deep sharing are not present. Why does this happen with two people who are so committed to the relationship? While many dynamics go into producing and maintaining love, our authors tell us that over and over again one issue is at the top of the list. Boundaries. When boundaries are not established in the beginning of a marriage, or when they break down, marriages break down as well. Or such marriages don't grow past the initial attraction and transform into real intimacy. They never reach the true knowing of each other, and the ongoing ability to abide in love and to grow as individuals and as a couple, the long-term fulfillment that was God's design. For this intimacy to develop and grow, there must be boundaries. So with that in mind, let's start to take a big-picture look at what boundaries are. Well, what is a boundary? In the simplest sense, a boundary is a property line. It denotes the beginning and ending of something. If, for example, you go down to the county courthouse and look up your address, you can probably get a plot map showing your property lines. You can see where your property begins and your neighbor's ends, which is a prerequisite for being good neighbors to each other. If you know where the property lines are, you can look up who owns the land. In physical property, we say that Sam or Susie owns the land and the things on the land. Well, in relationships, ownership is also very important. If I know where the boundaries are in our relationship, I know who owns things such as feelings, attitudes, and behaviors as well. I know to whom they belong. And if there's a problem with one of those, I know to whom the problem belongs as well. A relationship like marriage requires each partner to have a sense of ownership of himself or herself. Remember the story of Adam and Eve in Genesis 33, 1-13? Adam had chosen to disobey God's command not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was no doubt about it. Adam had done it. When God asked what had happened, Adam claimed no ownership of the situation. Who told you that you were naked? God asked. Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? The woman you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree, Adam said, and I ate it. Adam blamed his behavior on his wife. Sort of sounds like all of us, doesn't it? I did fill in the blank because of you. And God ran into the same problem with Eve. 
When he asked her about her behavior, look what happened. What is this that you have done? God asked. The serpent deceived me and I ate, Eve replied. Eve's behavior and disobedience get explained away on account of the serpent. If it weren't for the serpent, in essence, like Adam and Eve, and like you and me, we're saying, if it were not for you, I would be a more loving, responsible person. So the first way in which clarifying boundaries helps us is to know where one person ends and the other begins. What is the problem, and where is it? Is it in you, or is it in me? Once we know the boundaries, we know who should be owning whichever problem we are wrestling with. The authors say that the issue of ownership is vital to any relationship, especially marriage. Boundaries help us to determine who is responsible for what. If we understand who owns what, we then know who must take responsibility for it. If we can discover who is responsible for what, we have an opportunity for change. If we can see the problem is our problem, and that we are responsible for it, then we are in the driver's seat of change. For the first time, we are empowered. You know, responsibility also involves action. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen because we take action. We need to change some attitudes, or behaviors, or reactions, or choices. We must actively participate in the resolution of whatever relational problem we might have, even if it is not our fault. Proverbs teaches us that a lack of boundaries and anger go hand in hand. Like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Proverbs 25:28. Each spouse must take responsibility for the following things. Feelings, attitudes, behaviors, choices, limits, desires, thoughts, values, talents, love. Notice these are all things that we can control. The authors aren't suggesting we take responsibility for things we can't control. Responsibility tells us that we are the ones who must work through our feelings and learn how to feel differently. Remember, our feelings are what we tell ourselves about a situation or our emotions. What we tell ourselves may or may not be true. But what we tell ourselves makes us feel a certain way. Our attitudes not those of our spouse, cause us to feel distressed and powerless. How we behave and react is part of the problem, and we have to change these patterns. We allow ourselves to get pushed beyond certain limits and then become resentful or powerless. We do not turn desires into accomplished goals, or we do not deal with our sick desires. Responsibility empowers us to have a good life. To give Adam and Eve the responsibility God gave them was to empower them to have the life all of us desire. One filled with love, wonderful surroundings, and lots of opportunities to use our abilities and talents. He gave them the ability and the opportunity to make the life they chose. When they did not choose in a life-giving way, they also bore the responsibility for that choice as well, just as we do. 
But the good news of boundaries is that God's plan of responsibility has not changed. We are not at the mercy of our spouse's behavior or problems. Each spouse can both avoid being a victim of the other spouse's problems and, better yet, to change the marriage relationship itself, even if your spouse is not interested in changing. But the process always begins with taking responsibility for your own part in the problem. Well, our time's gone for today. Join me tomorrow as we continue to look at boundaries in marriage. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.